Hello, everyone. This is the Parks Academy. Uh, this is Stephen on the horn. And as you know, Paige and I uh, just recently had our little boy. And so I am in the process of doing some prep work and uh, doing some shows while she is recovering and recuperating and just flat out enjoying time um, at, at home and, and not podcasting like she should be. And frankly, probably like how I should be, too. So here's something. Last week, I had uh, our guest on and we were recording. We had some good rhythm going and about like four or five minutes in. Uh, my power went out due to storms in the Baltimore area. And so we had to promptly stop it. And I was really bummed. But we have uh, back on the show. He was he was gracious enough to reschedule. We have Steven on the show with us, not me, uh, but Steven from Dintroverts, uh, an incredible Instagram account that basically walks you through how to uh, be a Disney Parks fan as an introvert. So, uh, Stephen, thank you so much for coming on. I'm I'm super glad to have you. Of course, thanks for having me. So, um, I would love it if you could just tell me a little bit about your account and what got you kind of started in this direction in the first place. Sure. So yeah, Dintroverts, uh, it's more or less what I call an introvert's guide to Disney parks. Um, I'd like to say that it's one part you learn about yourself as an introvert and one part learning about the parks and how to enjoy them more as an introvert. Um, but uh, so I focus on things or ways to recharge your social battery, uh, quiet places to go just to take a moment and relax. Um, one of my goals in life, not just at the parks, is, is to avoid crowds. And so we'll talk about different strategies to avoid the masses and, and all of that. Um, we'll talk about different attractions or rides that maybe are more introvert friendly. And then on the reverse, some that are maybe some to be aware of or, or possibly avoid uh, if there's some audience participation. Uh, and then we also just talk about, you know, specific details in the park because a lot, of a lot of the time introverts tend to really pay attention to those and they appreciate those kinds of things and they'll take the time to read the signs, read the backstory and, and kind of really dive into the, the details. So more or less, that's, that's what I focus on. That's really cool. Um, it, for, those of you, for those who like aren't as familiar, I mean, I think everyone is kind of familiar to an extent of introverted versus extroverted. Um, and you can certainly correct me if I'm wrong on this. I could be, but my understanding, uh, and I'm an introvert too. Like I, I, I know that I am because um, I hate being around big groups of people. And just to, uh, out, you know, just to just to completely out myself, I uh, I get very anxious in large groups of people and big crowds, and I don't really like being a part of them as much as I can help it. Um, and so this is where, you know, I could be wrong on this, but what I've heard is that it's not just like, oh, I'm introverted and I hate being around people. It's more like you as an introvert get your energy from being alone, whereas extroverts typically get their energy and are recharged by being around other people. So my wife and I are exact opposites in that way. Paige is like, she gets all of her energy from being with people. She loves being in an office, going to parties, the more the merrier. Um, and do you find that like kind of true about yourself as well? Like that, that whole idea? For sure. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I like to look at it. Like you said, the energy, where do you get your energy or where, where does your energy, energy get drained? Um, and yeah, typically, like you said, it's in, in social situations and things like that. Um, and it, it kind of goes hand in hand sometimes with, you know, not all introverts are, are anxious or shy people necessarily, but they tend to be related. So you'll oftentimes uh, find an introvert to be also anxious or, or shy or, you know, different things like that. But there, there's all kinds of introverts, of course, but um, those are some of the typical traits you'll see. Yeah. I mean, I'm just kind of throwing a, a blanket, a, like a large, uh, um, like a large blanket over stereotypes of what we could be. Right. <laughs> Cause I know that there's a lot of different, um, there's a lot of different types and a lot of different, you know, kinds of, of ways that people might sh express that or feel it. Um, but just from like the standard thinking of, you know, not wanting to be around big groups of people or feeling like you have to kind of escape, um, from crowds and from big things to regain your energy. It's funny because, you know, Disney in and of itself, Disney parks, it, it is so energy draining, whether you like to be around people or you don't like to be around people. I think everybody understands when I say 
you know, after two or three days in Disney, your, your legs are just exhausted. And it's like, you can't, don't feel like you can keep going anymore. So um, I, I find it kind of paradoxical that, you know, <laughs> um, people who do struggle with, um, you know, being in large crowds or, or don't, you know, not loving like major sensory experiences, which I'm kind of like that too, um, do love Disney so much. So how do you like, um, you know, how do you find yourself, you know, uh, recharging when you do need a break from like the sensory stimulation at the parks. Right. And it's, yeah, that's an important topic because, you know, if you don't pay attention to yourself and realize when you need to recharge, your whole park experience will, will change. I mean, you can be the biggest park fan in the world, but then if you're, you're just mentally not there, you're exhausted. You just, you won't find it enjoyable. Um, so, you know, one option to fully recharge would be, of course, you can actually leave the park and go back to your resort. I think that's one reason why I think it's best to stay on property if you can. But, um, but even staying on site, you know, it can feel like a bit of a, a chore to take precious time out of your park day and go back to the resort. So I do try to find ways to um, stay close, um, but not, not too far away. So uh, for example, if I'm at Magic Kingdom, I might just exit and hop on the monorail. Um, and, you know, the monorail ride itself, I think, can be a recharging way to just get away from it all. Um, but then, of course, you can stop at different resorts along the way, uh, maybe go to a lounge or or even just a a spot in the lobby or some of the right. common areas have some nice, nice spots. Yeah, I, I personally am a huge fan of the Disneyland Railroad because it's such it's, Ooh, yes. it's it's um it's it's deeply underrated uh, not enough people do it and um and i know that there's kind of a little more hype around the magic kingdom railroad since it's been closed uh it was closed for so long with with tron and everything um but i find that to be one of the most enjoyable ways to just kind of you know take a beat um and and you know get out of the crowds and to be able to see the crowds you know from afar especially like in mm -hmm. Disneyland, we can still see them and and you know you go through kind of all this stuff but then um you end up right back or you can get off wherever it's just it's a great way to kind of you know still enjoy yourself um and get away from all those you know all the crowds and stuff and i do appreciate in magic kingdom how you were saying you know you can just kind of head out and take the monorail loop or you know like a boat and go across the water to the polynesian or whatever you want to do i mean those are those are like extremely um uh to me anyway those are those are really good options um for sure so um when you are planning i know so you live in florida correct yes yep we okay. are locals now so like or like orlando-ish locals yep in orlando okay <clears throat> so this doesn't as much apply to you then, but for those who are like, you know, maybe in a position where they don't go to the parks, but you know, if they're fanatics and they only end up going like once a year, which is still a lot probably for some people, um, what do you feel about like planning your Disney park visit, you know, to like down to the minute. So you make sure you kind of have everything ready to go, or do you kind of prefer to make it a little bit more spontaneous? And also, you know, being someone who goes to the parks a lot, do you also kind of keep in mind, like almost like your exit strategy, if you feel like you need to kind of get somewhere quick or, you know, if, if it's just becoming, you know, something like it's like a really long, hot day in animal kingdom and you just kind of want to get out of the crowds for a minute and you need a place to just chill. Like, do you think of those things ahead of time or, um, is it kind of all like spur of the moment or more, more spontaneous? Right. Well, you know, I think I'm definitely a planner, even as a local um, in Orlando. I like I like to have a plan in place so I can avoid any surprises. And I mm -hmm. think I can't speak for every introvert, but I feel like that's accurate. Introverts don't really want surprises, especially if it's in large, large groups, you know, around others and in a social situation, they want to avoid any surprises. But um, but yeah, it's just nice to know what to expect. Um, and you know, being around the crowds is over overwhelming enough, but I feel like if you have some sort of strategy or plan in mind, you can still feel like you're in control to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but kind of on the flip side too, is I think it's important to remember that even if you have this laid out plan, you know, it can fall apart. And so some things are out of your control if, if a ride goes down or maybe someone, you know, gets a headache in your group or you right. there's a sudden downpour because, you know, Florida has tons of yeah. rain. But uh, mm -hmm. so I, I also try to just stay flexible because 
you know, I, I get so hard set on my being a planner and having everything mapped out for me. But mm-hmm. if something goes wrong, then I, I, I take it to heart. So I yeah. try to stay flexible and I don't let it get right. me down kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and the, and the, the benefit <laughs> that you have, especially is, you know, being a local, you kind of know all the spots that you can retreat to or go to. Like, I know for me personally, I have, whether it's in the four Disney parks in Florida or the two Disney parks in California, I know exactly where I would go at almost any given minute if I just needed a second. Um, And it's not like I like need to, you know, completely escape the crowds or whatever. But if I just kind of want to take a beat and just chill for a minute and assess, you know, kind of what's going on around me and what I'm feeling, um, I have all those places planned out. So I'm sure for you, like that's one of the big benefits of being there so often is you kind of, I'm sure, you know, know all the spots where you can go or, or, you know, pop into and, and kind of, um, you know, get that moment. Um, cause there's a lot of places that are just frankly less popular than others, whether it's a restaurant or a shop or, you know, just some little corner of the park. Yeah, that's the truth for sure. Yeah. I'm always, always on the lookout for those kind of quieter spots. Um, I, I try to cre- curate all these different lists, but then sometimes I have to tweak it depending on, you know, crowd patterns or mm-hmm. they change, you know, park operations all of a sudden for a certain mm-hmm. area, but but yeah, you can find them in, in all all the parks. You just kind of have to kind of have to look. Yeah, exactly. You have to be on alert. So um, I don't want to uh, I, I certainly don't want to give away all your secrets, but I, <laughs> I have to ask you um, where is I kind of want I mean, kind of want to go through all four parks. But like, let's just talk about, for instance, um, Epcot, which is like such a crazy busy park, especially during festivals, which it feels like they have a festival all the time now. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> where, where is like your go-to spot in Epcot to, you know, kind of, kind of get out of the crowds for a minute or to be able to just take a, take a sec. So I love Epcot. That's probably my favorite park. So I'm there quite often. Um, but so, okay, let, let's see. So probably one area I love is back in, in the world showcase in Japan, Mm-hmm. Um, if you head back in there and to the left, you'll find a bunch of seating tucked away, part of the Katsura grill seating area. Yeah. Um, that's really nice, shaded, lots of trees. Um, yeah, it's always, it seems like even even during like a busy lunchtime, it's it's really not that busy. So I do like it back there. And you've got the koi, you know, the koi pond, and it's yeah. just a very mm-hmm. serene place just to walk around. So. Yeah, that's actually funny. We just recently wrapped up an entire um, mini series about World Showcase where we like dove into every single uh, pavilion. And Japan was one that when we talked about it, we we discussed a lot of, you know, the intricacies of Japan and how it, it it's almost like a place that you just want to go into and be kind of quiet. Um, you know, maybe China more so in some ways because of the way that it's specifically built out. Um, but yeah, Japan, like it, it's, it's such a beautiful spot to, to go to and just take a, take a, um, a little bit of time. My personal favorite is Morocco because even though Morocco can be kind of crazy, um, once you go through, you know, where like, uh, the fountain is and all the mosaics and stuff, you can just almost just keep on going back. And it, it, it feels like it's much deeper to me than the other pavilions. And I'm a photographer. So, um, you know, I, I, I like to just kind of take photos of like all the little spots and the, you know, details and stuff. Cause it's just so beautiful. And it, it it's a great place, I think, to kind of, um, first of all, immerse yourself in a, in a pavilion that, that gives you an opportunity to feel like, um, you know, you've actually been transported somewhere and that you're not in a Disney park. Um, but also just to, you know, enjoy what they've got there and, and, and take a second kind of off the main, um, circle of, of, um, you know, of the, of the world showcase, uh, walkthrough. Yeah, that's a great, great spot. Great pavilion. I do, like you said, it, it goes far back in and there's just lots of kind of nooks and crannies that you don't, don't find in some of the other pavilions. So I do like that one back there too. Yeah, it's, it's great. Um, how do you feel about like, for instance, like shows and stuff? So let's, since we're in Epcot, let's talk about that for a second. So um, are, are you kind of one of those people that for fireworks or for shows or whatever, um that you like want to kind of hang back or are you um you know are are you good to kind of sort of get in the front and and see as much as you can fireworks are tough that's for sure i i do like at least at epcot um the crowds can can be dispersed around the world showcase lagoon so it doesn't feel like like a magic kingdom situation Mm -hmm. (laughs) that one's rough 
Yeah. But um, oh my gosh, it's yeah. Don't get me started. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it's rough during the fireworks, and then the exit is the, the mass mm-hmm. exodus is also yeah. tough too. So, um, so yeah, honestly, I don't, I don't see Magic Kingdom fireworks nearly as as much as I used to because of because of the crowds. Um, but Epcot fireworks, I do see um, more more often. Um, and, and I think if you're on vacation, it seems like you, you've got to see the fireworks. It's just, it's right. a way to close out your night. Exactly. Um, but as a local, it kind of, you know, it, you might hop in and, and see them every now and then, but you don't feel like it, you know, your, your trip is missing because you didn't see the fireworks at the end. end of sure. the night. Well, um, with, with Epcot, I, I do love that you said that there are more options because I, I totally feel that. So, um, one of my favorite places to watch uh, the, the the show in Epcot, um, whatever the show may be, is they, is they constantly feel like they're rotating it. Um, I love to be up on the steps. Speaking of Japan Pavilion, I like to go up on the steps of Teppanado and um, see it from up there. Cause you got a great vantage point. You know, it's, it's, you just kind of go up to the door and then, and then go to your right um, or walk out the door and go to your left, I suppose. Um, and you can just see, a, you know, you have this, I mean, there might be some trees that obstruct the view a little bit, but overall you have a great view and you're very, uh, very much out of the way. Um, similarly in, in magic kingdom, one of my favorite memories of seeing fireworks was when Paige and I, um, we, we, we left Hollywood studios kind of early one night and we decided to go over to magic kingdom just to like hit up another ride or two. And we got there right as the firework show was starting. And so we were able to get in, but we were like way, way in the back, you know, by the concourse in main street. Um, and we ended up just going up to, uh, the steps of, of all things, the, the train station. Right. And it was great because, we were able to be in a place where we could just kind of lean up against the railing and there wasn't a lot of people up there. I mean, there was enough, but it, it, it was more people kind of like us who were looking for their distance and kind of waiting to find, you know, uh, their own little spot where they can kind of camp out and enjoy themselves and, and look at all the people that were kind of out of their minds, you know, lining main street and just taking up, um, you know, I mean, <laughs> just taking up the whole thing, you know, sidewalks, streets, everything. And it's, it, it is, it's very, it, it's very stress inducing. And it was like, extremely stress inducing to me as a kid um the first time i ever went to disney i was nine and i i, I went to disneyland with my family and uh, my my mom and sister went back one night to, to go to bed early um because they were tired and so my dad you know my dad and i stayed out late we, we rode splash mountain like five times in a row we had a great time and then we watched the fireworks and i distinctly remember like my dad and i like clasping arms you know kind of like this um, and he was like trying to hold my hand while we were walking through the crowd and people were like pushing on our arms to get through. And I, I was a small kid. So I, I was very afraid that this was going to be it for me. Like I was just going to be lost for my dad forever, which I mean, if you get lost in Disney, that's probably the best place to get lost. Really? I mean, <laughs> if you're going to get True. lost in the crowd, um, because I'm sure they would, they would connect you where you need to go. But, um, that kind of was like very formative for me if i don't prefer this and you know i'm an adult now and i can push my way through the crowds but i also don't like getting pushed and it's just too much shoulder to shoulder so um yeah i would i, I exactly. love that i think recommending places to go is is extremely extremely useful for sure yeah it's it's also funny too because we're talking about fireworks and i can hear the magic kingdom fireworks because uh, i live close to magic kingdom and <laughs> yeah. so they're they're going off right now so Oh, see, you um, have a great place to watch them then. You know, you're already pretty much set. Yeah, if I look just right off of my front porch, I can see them, but I have to look through that in between the houses. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I, so, I envy you. Um, yeah. I certainly don't. I just get thunderstorms out in Baltimore. Um, <laughs> yeah, so what about like, I mean, for like night for shows and stuff is... I know there's some like, for instance, um, Fan- Fantasmic and um indiana jones those ones are kind of different because there's actually order to even though it's busy there's order you have a place to go a place to sit and so you're kind of already set but for like other you know kinds of performances and shows and stuff um, at, at night is that something you you know kind of a, like besides living there is that something you would avoid too or, or do you have kind of like a strategy for um for that specifically hollywood studios like, in this case yeah for sure. Those, yeah, those ones actually, like you said, those are not nearly as, as uh, traumatizing because yeah, yeah, there, there is a structure and you, you pretty much are, are guided to 
more or less the section that you should sit in and, and people fill in the, the bleachers or the rows as they go. And so, uh, yeah, those, those are great. Um, the hard part is, is the exit, you know, the exiting of everybody getting mm -hmm. up and trying to leave at the same time, which yeah. can be a little intense, but, um, oftentimes, you know, you can also just hold back and, and just wait for the crowds to leave. I mean, everybody's mm -hmm. pretty eager to, to exit. So yeah, you'll be one of the few people that, that, uh, just kind of stay put. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's crazy how, just like you know how how people have such a herd mentality when it comes to you know getting in and then and then leaving and everyone kind of going at once like um so i, I would consider not really anymore because now that i live on the east coast but growing up disneyland was my home park like that's you know where i went to most often my family would go quite a bit and so you know be, uh, being out there you only have two options really you can either see world of color which is fantastic or the fireworks show at, at disneyland which is also fantastic um and so because you have like it's so condensed to just those two parks with two great shows that everyone wants to see um it's the same you know you you, you kind of don't really have a choice besides just you know having to go live in that chaos and then um one of the things too that i found to be a little bit aggravating is I don't remember this had to have been the last time I was in Disneyland with with my wife um in 2020 we went in January and like just just missed you know the closing just by like a couple of months so we were really grateful for that um but uh yeah we went to go see World of Color and the thing is like the um the cast members were kind of like waving you on to keep going so there wasn't really a lot of moment or opportunity to stay back for us um so that's kind of kind of a bummer if you if you end up in that you know in that in that pool or, or line of people who are kind of being forced out that's tough this episode of the parks academy is brought to you by deep cut deep cut are makers and purveyors of some of the most incredible record displays and accessories on the market today right now you can check out their pre-sale of their floating record player table it's the perfect home for your record player setup this wall-mounted table features a clean look free of messy wires, the beauty of natural hardwood, vibration-dampening design for a better sound, and the small footprint suitable for any space. Every last detail was considered in the design. Every component is best in breed. From the thick hardwood slab to the hand-welded brackets to the powder-coated metal cable management cubby, this is form meets function in the most satisfying way. It's the premium record player shelf that your system deserves. We love these guys and we cannot say enough about how great their quality uh, stuff is. You can get 10% off your first order with DeepCut using the code TPA10 at checkout. Check out deepcut.co and again, use that code TPA10 at checkout. Thank you so much to DeepCut for sponsoring the Parks Academy and being part of our show. We really appreciate you guys and we cannot get enough of your stuff. And now back to the show. Yeah, my, my home park actually used to be Disneyland as well. Cause before we moved down to Orlando, we were much closer to, to Disneyland in California. Nice. Um, and I love, I love Disneyland, but, but yeah, the, everything is just kind of a, like you said, condensed, smaller, the pathways are more narrow. Mm -hmm. You know, I think last time we were there, there, we were, in the midst of a fireworks and then a nighttime parade and then i think they had a something on the facade of it's a small world all yeah. more or less at the same time mm -hmm. and so it was just bottlenecks everywhere it's and too much and it was it was tough but still so a lot of fun my strategy for, for disneyland fireworks and this is free you know but my my <laughs> strategy is that i so i'm, a, I'm an, an incredibly big star wars geek like I, I love star wars it's it's one of my favorite you know things even before like um you know the the like i was a big prequel fan as a kid like like any any big star wars buff should be um but uh, my first time in galaxy's edge was in 2020 in january and i went um i went in disneyland because uh, my page and i were, were living in california at that period in time um and we watched the disney uh the the castle fireworks from galaxy's edge so right up by docking bay seven where you know you're kind of up there and it's by dock Condors, and you're you're kind of like right by docking bay and, you know that area right the stairs go down to the millennium falcon 
we were just camped out up there and we got some food and we hung out and we just waited. And it was so fun because you got to see like the fireworks go over the spires and it was all lit up beautifully. And um, there's a lot of people there, but everyone is kind of there because they, they, they just want to experience the fireworks from like a, you know, a different vantage point, or maybe they're not, they don't need to see the whole show. They can just kind of see whatever. And that was like, that was an ideal situation for me, like seeing the fireworks come up over the spires and just really loving. I mean, I just loved every minute of it. Um, and afterward, you're just free to hang out. You can go back to the shops. You can, you know, if you have a reservation at Oga's, if you're so lucky, you can go in there. Like there's, there's all kinds of different things you can do. Um, if you just kind of find different spots to go. And, and, and that is just like, that's like one of my biggest hacks is <laughs> seeing the fireworks shows from, from galaxy's edge. If you're in Disneyland specifically. I love that idea. I'm yeah, I'm making notes here. Uh, yeah, exactly. Because I feel like at once you see it, once you know, I don't know properly with the projections and everything. After that, then you can kind of explore and 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 start seeing it from different angles or different places. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love that idea. I should I should definitely do that. Do you have like I feel like we've been really sitting on this whole like nighttime show topic for a while, but I'm I'm into it. Um, do you have a specific show that you really feel like you, you like, especially, or one that almost feels more refreshing and stressful to, to experience? Goodness. You know, I always, I I will never forget illuminations. Um, that was, that was my show. That was my, my jam. Um, so sadly, yeah, we haven't really had, or at least I don't think we've had quite the replacement yet, but we'll see with this new luminous i'm very interested to see what happens there but um yeah so i mean illuminations was that was just very relaxing a relaxing show i think um uh let's see what else i keep going back to all the shows that are not around Um, yeah so animal kingdom had that which i don't know i actually really liked it a lot of people didn't but um I I love their nighttime show though they had there rivers the rivers of light that one yes. that I was gonna say when you were finished that is actually was my favorite nighttime show because it was so beautiful it was so simple and the crowds were smaller um yeah exactly. that one's yeah it's it's a shame that it hasn't come back but rivers of light was uh, unmatched I mean it was just perfect it was a perfect show honestly for sure no I'm glad I'm glad you're a fan too because yeah I love I still. I listen to the music while I'm working. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do miss that one like quite a bit. But I mean, fortunately now you can at least go to Pandora and just hang out there at night, you know, with all the bioluminescence. And that's a great place to be at night too, because it can be pretty quiet, um, you know, at least. So that's, I guess, depending on when you go. But every time I've been to to Pandora at night, um, it's pretty quiet. It's not a show, but it has its own kind of magical charm to it that feels, you know, different it's it's just it's something else so that's true um, yeah it's nice very very cool yeah so um uh, i'm probably gonna put an ad break in here so don't even don't even worry about it <laughs> i'm just trying to think here um so so how do you feel about like you know we, we talked a little bit about crowds we've obviously talked about like you know uh, there being a lot of people in the parks and stuff but how do you feel about like waiting in lines for attractions and just kind of being forced into spots where like you have to, you know, you have to be in these big kind of confined uh, places, you know, whether it be um, a line like Space Mountain or, you know, something where it's really backed up and you just kind of have to hang in there. Like, how has that been? How does that sort of figure in your decision making for which ride you go on and um, whether or not it's it's kind of like part of your day or not? Right. Lines can be tough. Um, I do think with a line, I feel like there is progression that I'm kind of getting through a line. Whereas um, if I'm just in the midst of a big crowd somewhere, I, I kind mm-hmm. of start to get a little claustrophobic, but with a line, I feel like there is a end in sight. Um, and I'm, I'm a fairly patient person. I, I would say, I don't know if you want to ask other people I know, but, um, <laughs> and I'd like to think that maybe that's an introvert trait. I'm not sure. Would you consider yourself a, a patient person? For the most part, um, (laughs) my, my wife is, has just very recently, um, uncovered that I do have some road rage. Uh I didn't really know that I had before, but I guess I do. Like I get very frustrated with people who, um, act stupid on the road. 
Um, I think I'm pretty patient when it comes to being in Disney. Yeah, I, I think I'm pretty patient. Sometimes I have a hard time with like my, the biggest thing that makes me impatient at Disney is when people stop in the middle of a walkway. Like I live by this philosophy philosophy of like keep moving and get out of the way. Like, you know, keep on moving, go where you're going. And if you're going to stop, you know, keep moving and then move over there, like move out of the way. Um, so people that like are big groups and they stop to look at a map or something that makes me very frustrated. But um, I think I think for the most part, I, I, I could be wrong, too, but I, I'd like to think that I'm patient. When I'm in the yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on the the situation. But, yeah, I feel like I'm mostly patient in the parks. Um, and I think introverts tend to be good listeners. So I feel like we're patient enough to listen to people just talk and talk and talk. So there might be some some carry over there to just being patient and lines and things like that. But yeah. Um, but as far as in actual lines in the queues, I mean, everybody tends to say, oh, just go straight to Genie Plus and, and that'll help. But sometimes you bypass all the you know elaborate queues that, yeah. that you don't get to see. And so personally, right. I enjoy looking at all those mm-hmm. details and, and things like that. So um, sometimes I, I would prefer, well, not always, but I, sometimes I'd rather just go through the regular queue just to be able to see it all because yeah. um, that helps, you know the time go by for me is just to kind of take in the the details and kind of see how they're tying in the story and that thing, kind yeah. of thing. You, you do miss a lot of details when um, you're just kind of going through a line quickly. You're right. Like, or if you do Genie Plus, like, it's funny. We just, we literally just briefly spoke about like Pandora and Avatar. Um, Flight of Passage is, is a great ride. It's a lot of fun. Um, and the last time we were there, I did Genie Plus for it. It was one of those ones where I, I caved and I was stupid and I bought, I actually bought the, you know, whatever it was, $17 to make sure that I could ride it. Um, and that was just because we had a, our 10 month old with with us at the time. And we, we, Paige and I were like, we want to go on this and we want to make sure that we don't have to, you know, each wait our turn and, and take forever and waste the day. Um, but I, I, I missed a lot of stuff. Like I just went through and, and like you get to see an avatar like floating in water when you're in the regular line, you know, kind of in their little chamber and all these little, you know, like uh, experiments and, and all kinds of things that they have going on in their labs. And um, you really, really miss that, you know, if you, if you don't go through that, I think that is a, it's a very fair point. Um, Cause there are so many lines where if you, if you bypass that stuff, it definitely does pull away from the experience to an extent. Yeah. That's a good one. Flight of passage. They have a lot of cool details. Yeah. Um, same with like, you know, rise of the resistance or, you know, some of those others it's it's definitely a shame if you have to um miss out on that um so we are quickly for whatever reason we are we are approaching uh i shouldn't say for whatever reason because it is september i suppose um but we have we have really approached like the quintessential uh holiday time in the parks where you've got mickey's not so scary you've got christmas coming up like all these crazy things are you big into going to um the those kind of events like are you big into the parties and stuff that they throw or are those kind of a little too crazy i actually think we go to more of those events and seasonal celebrations now that we're local because it's just easier we're already here we don't have to plan a whole vacation around around a party or or an event so yeah i mean we definitely we check them out um and and like you said some of them can depending on the event be more peoply, um, but we we so we have tickets for the Halloween party later this month, and then tickets to the Christmas party uh, in November, as well as we did Jollywood Nights just to see what that's all about. But we purposely bought tickets in the month before the actual holiday um, yeah. because you know typically the earlier parties are less crowded, um, and that's you know that's my main goal in life is to avoid the crowds. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I can still be strategic with the events um, and, and go to early parties. And if, if the parties have, you know, multiple parades or multiple shows, you know, hang out till the, the later shows, later yeah. parades, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I think they're, they're still a lot of fun. I think, you know, it's, it's just a good way to celebrate the season. So I think 100%, they're, they're worth that, it. that makes sense. I, I sometimes forget that they're just because I'm, I'm not local. I sometimes forget that you can go like, 
really early in the season or you don't have to go like right before Halloween or whatever. So uh, that that's that's smart. I, I think that's because that does seem like it's a little bit more for people who um, aren't planning their trips around it, you know, so that that actually makes a lot of sense. And it's nice too to um, if, if you are in a position where you can kind of go more frequently that you don't have to cram everything in all at once, which I'm sure is a, is a huge um, advantage, you know, for for your your situation. So that's um, that's really great. Uh, regarding like your um, kind of going back to and like regarding your Instagram account, um, you've it's only been active for since like I think January was when you kind of first started it up. Exactly. Yeah. It just was this year that I decided I've had the website dintroverts.com for a little while, just kind of tinkering and pretending to know how to do web design. But <laughs> the Instagram was just, yeah, just this year kind of kicked it off right around uh, world introvert day in January. So that that's super cool. What was like, how, how was it? How have you seen it kind of? So one of the things that I, I've noticed is um and i think we talked about this before my power went out last week but disney is very very much of a performer's destination um you see a lot of vloggers a lot of influencers a lot of people who kind of like to shine the spotlight on themselves not a not a big deal you know it's, it's their prerogative and that's fine but um you do see a lot of people who really are you know very outgoing and it's not to say that introverts aren't outgoing but Primarily, you see extroverts who are kind of out there and really, you know, performing and, and being there, you know, kind of upbeat, crazy out there selves. And that's great. Um, but there, there really doesn't seem to be a place for people who, you know, need to take the parks at a different pace. So how have you have you felt like like your um, do you feel I mean, did you kind of feel like there was like a need there that need to be met? And, and is that sort of why you started the website and, and the Instagram account and stuff like that? Exactly. Yeah, I do. I felt like there were there were a lot of well, as you know, there's there's tons of, of creators out there and, and tons of information about the parks. Um, and, you know, occasionally I would find one or two articles that would talk about specific things for introverts and uh, but yeah, I just felt like there was kind of a, a missing missing piece there. Um, and uh, yeah, and the social media aspect of it, it's kind of, I definitely prefer to be behind the camera and, mm -hmm. and not really be out there. I'm not necessarily a, a creator or, or I don't know if I'd call myself anything like that, but um, <laughs> it, it's, I, I love, I love to share, share knowledge and, and uh, share it to fellow introverts uh, to yeah. help them out. And, you know, if it comes to, if I have to be a little bit more outgoing or extroverted to, to get in there and test something out for, for everyone, I'm, I'm willing to do it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the way to do it. It, it does look like um, you, you seem to have like your, your community is, has really kind of grown, which I think is really exciting. Um, I, I have to imagine that you've had people reach out to you about like, you know, tips and stuff and, and sort of, um, how you've been able to really help them and, and find things. What are what are some of like the most commonly asked questions? If you if you know of them, what are what are some of the most commonly asked questions that you get from people who are, um, you know, maybe looking for some advice or or something that's kind of you know inspired you to write a specific article or to put up a different post? Like, what are some of those things that are kind of most common that that people are looking for? That's a good question because uh, it a lot of the times it does revolve around um dealing with crowds and and so it kind of inspires me to think of different strategies like that um whether whether you're you know you're you're going down a different pathway if you have two presented to you one is less less crowded than the other or um you know a lot of times people will just want to know how can i get away from it all even if it's just for five minutes um so that's where a lot of the quiet spot um posts come through um, and some of it too is is just kind of planning and, and figuring out you know the lay of the land and understanding park procedures and how things work ahead of time so that when you actually get to the park um, you're not as overwhelmed so sometimes people ask about you know how certain things work or you know do I need to be here at this time or how how do I how do I do this and some of it seems you know very basic step by step but sometimes you need that sometimes you don't know especially if, if you don't go to the parks all the time you don't know 
how to handle, you know, rope dropping or, or different <laughs> yeah. scenarios. So, yeah, that I, I, that makes total sense. Um, it's funny you mentioned rope dropping because that can be like one of the most, uh, um, for me anyway, that, that can definitely be one of the most, um, <laughs> one of the most daunting experiences because you just suddenly <laughs> look over your shoulder and you're like, oh my God, there are so, so, so many people that are behind me and gonna like push me over, you know, race to whatever, and it can be really stressful. This episode of the Parks Academy is brought to you by Neo Sabers. Neo Sabers make incredible handcrafted lightsabers that are perfect for any Star Wars fans. Check out these pros. They have strong metal built hilts, heavy grade polycarbonate blades, technical perfection, clarity of light and sound, perfect for cosplaying, the best option for a saber collection, and they can be totally customized how you want. Check this out. Uh, Neo Sabers is different from all other sales because they focus on providing high-quality NeoPixel lightsabers that would qualify for either cosplay purposes or even light dueling. Their sabers price, uh, they say their sabers are priced low and can be guaranteed that their sabers are affordable and totally worth the purchase. You can check out their collection on their website at neosabers.com and check out their various features uh, of their NeoPixel lightsabers. Guys, I have my very own NeoPixel saber, um, and, and Neo Sabers does it right. I have the Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker saber, and it is incredible. If I want it to be green and kind of act like it is from the movie, I can totally do that. Or if I'm looking to kind of customize it, have it be, you know, a Sith saber, or maybe, you know, give it a little bit of a different Jedi look with purple, blue, yellow, you name it. I can do all of that. My favorite thing about it, though, is that there's an app that you can use. And with that app, you can customize like how it responds to different attacks. You can set it up to where it has like force lightning, where it has a drag motion. You can you can use like all kinds of different colors to change it however you want to right within this app. Um, and then there's also customized controls within the blade itself. So you can like press the button a couple different times to um, change the color, to change the sound or the volume or whatever you want to do. I really cannot speak more highly of neo sabers and uh, how much we are so happy to be sponsored uh, by them and partnered with them if you want to buy something from neo sabers jump on their website and use the code tpa10 at checkout this is going to guarantee you 10 percent off your purchase and right now they are running some incredible sales so go ahead and check out neosabers.com and get your neopixel neo sabers lightsaber today and now Back to the show. Um, so I, I have a, I have an enormously big question for you, and then this is uh, something that that like almost knocked me out of my seat when I saw this on your page. Okay, so your whole vibe is, you know, uh, like if I'm looking at your your post, you've got like secret entrance into Mexico, and you've got you know three ways to get good out quick after firework crowds, and then you know like places to cool off and recharge all that kind of stuff and then you have a star cruiser love letter which i'm super i've never got to go on the star <laughs> cruiser i do not have that money to spend on it regrettably and now i will never get the chance um i really want to do it it, it seems however like an introvert's worst nightmare because <laughs> from what i gather you have to be on all the time um, you don't have to be, but you can to make the most out of the experience. It's better to maybe be in character and, and to kind of get involved in stuff. Um, and there's, you know, a lot of people, a lot of stuff going on. How was that for you as someone who is a self-proclaimed introvert to be on the Star Cruiser and to to get into that? And also, like, did you participate to its full extent or were you kind of like more in the shadows, sort of just, you know, enjoying it for what it actually was? Right. Well, do we have time? Because I can go on and on about Star Cruiser. <laughs> I have I have all the time in the world. My daughter, my wife just texted me. My daughter's asleep. I am good. Go for it. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. No, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I I, I, I love that whole experience. Uh, we were actually lucky enough to do it uh, two voyages. Um, and so and really, the only the only reason why we did the second one is because the annual pass discount briefly while they offered it. But right, right. Um, yeah, so it's it's funny because you would think it would be the worst place for an introvert. And I found it to be kind of the opposite because you you decide how involved 
involved you want to be. And so it's not as if you're forced into situations. Um, and, and so, yeah, if, if you want to hold back and just watch from a distance, you can, if you want to really be involved in the storyline, you can, you know, follow the characters around and, and, and get involved that way. Um, but the other thing too, that the actors, they do such a good job of is they will, they'll see you and they may approach you and they'll kind of gauge the situation. Um, but they'll also just have a very one-on-one -on -one conversation. It's, it's not as if you're, you know, on display in the atrium having to solve a puzzle in front of people or some, some wacky thing. You're, you're sitting, you know, in the lounge and, and all of a sudden Wraith comes up to you and, and has what ends up being a very deep conversation about life and, and kind of inspires you to think a different way. And, and so it's just, it's kind of these really one-off personal stories that you experience. And then it all kind of wraps up into the whole, you know, big storyline that everybody takes part in, but Sure. But yeah, it just it felt a lot more intimate than you would think um, yeah. on that ship. So it didn't feel like you were in this huge group. That that's that's incredible. I mean, I I've heard that you know I've listened to a lot of different you know people talk about it, and I've seen vlogs and stuff of people you know showing it off and whatever. But um, it is kind of hard to I think capture from someone who's never been on it before. It seems a little bit difficult to capture that sort of one on one kind of. Um, experience that you can get on on it um because from from my vantage point it, it seems like it's just non-stop all the time whether you're doing a mission or you're hanging out or you're waiting your turn to do lightsaber training or you know whatever um but that's that's great I, I didn't realize that 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 was the case and i'm so regrettably this is all fraught because it's closing um and i know a lot of people are really disappointed about that i'm sure you you are as well but um, one of the other things that I, I think of too is, is, um, it's got to be kind of fun too, to just sort of be a different person completely. Like, did you have a character when you, when you were on there? So, yeah, we, we didn't, we, um, we didn't go all out. And I think that helped because I think yeah, I was a little overwhelmed on, okay, what is my, you know, my outfit going to be and, and where am I from? And, and so, yeah, we just kind of went in just as ourselves. And I think maybe that put the pressure off a little bit. Um, but and and that's the other thing too is you'll find you'll find people that are way into it and then other people that are you know casual fans, um, and so all walks of life go in there and and yeah it's just this it's it's a place to be so I yeah. it, there were surprisingly a lot of moments where you could just chill you know on the ship and just do mm -hmm. your own thing and and um, yeah that's great man that that sounds really great if if you we're able to do it again. Um, would you, would you try to go all out? I mean, is that something that you would be interested in, in the slightest? Possibly. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think I've always been big into Halloween. And so, mm -hmm. so kind of coming up with costumes for Halloween is, is fun. And so I think it, it would translate well to coming up with something on the, on the ship, but um, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm I'm definitely I would love to do it again just because there's so many different storylines that you can go on, yeah. and I feel like I've only you know scratched the surface on on some of them. So, yeah, I feel like the Jedi path would be the way to go for me anyway. Um, but I, mean, I don't know. Like I don't. The, the the thing is like I don't I don't know how I would even um, respond. Like how you know it would have to be like totally spur of the moment for me or like you know, the day, a day of decision of like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to do this and I guess I'm going to commit. Um, cause if I'm able to like commit to something that's a little bit outside my comfort zone, I, I feel okay about it, but it, it takes me a lot of like self-convincing to be like, okay, I can, I can totally do that. Um, like I'm, I'm actually the opposite of you. I'm not into Halloween at all. Um, I, I don't love dressing up. I don't like, um, doing anything that like draws attention to myself. It makes me very, very uncomfortable, uh, which is funny because I have a podcast, but I'm like, no one sees me on it. Right. So it's just kind of my voice and I don't feel like I'm, I'm pulling attention onto myself and in any unnecessary way. Um, but last year for, for Halloween, we, we did go to Mickey's not so scary and uh, Paige wanted to dress up as um, Mary Poppins and Bert and our daughter was a, the, a penguin. And we did like the whole, like I had like the whole striped, you know, ketchup and mustard jacket and the, the pork pie hat. And, you know, she was in her white outfit and our daughter was like the most adorable penguin. And um, I was like, oh, God, I hate this. Like, I don't want to, I feel so stupid in this outfit. 
and we get on the bus and you know people are kind of like looking at us as we're going and and not really saying anything but you can tell like people are looking and kind of getting a, a feel of all the costumes and such um and then we get to the park and it's like everyone's doing it right Every, so many people are dressed up and we got like so many compliments and comments from people um probably just because we had our baby but my wife goes all out for halloween like she does not want to get anything that looks cheap or that looks like it's you know homemade or put together she's like it's got to be perfect like she will spend hours and hours and days trying to find the right accessories and the right pieces to make it look good um and she did that it was fantastic but um we we got mistaken by cat as 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 um as like uh, characters by somebody who actually thought that we were there for like pictures and stuff it was i mean i don't know i don't look like oh, wow. bird um but it was it was funny and and so once we were kind of into it a little bit i was like yeah this is kind of cool um but as soon as the uh as soon as like we were halfway through the day i was like i'm gonna go change i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> I bailed out of my my outfit <laughs> partly because it was really hot and uh, i wanted to get into shorts and a t-shirt and also partly because i was like hey, this is just way too much attention on me and i'm tired of people calling me out you know as i'm just walking down the street right it is interesting because i feel like I'm I'm definitely more extroverted at at the parks or on the Star mm-hmm. Cruiser than in my normal day to day life, and I think I think it's just because it's it's something you like. You're you're interested in the the characters, or you're interested in something the park offers, and so you just naturally are more willing to do things you you wouldn't normally yeah. do. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's it's kind of like wearing the like a. a birthday button or something you you like the attention but maybe not all day long <laughs> i i would never i would never do that I, I would literally never wear a birthday button um it would just make me so uncomfortable and i would hate for anyone i don't want anyone to ever say anything to me about anything um I'm just <laughs> be completely ignored. um the farthest out i'll go is i i'm a big fan of they're not a sponsor of the show but Boy, I wish they were. Um, but I'm a big fan of like Roosevelt's, the the button down shirts, right? And I'm sure you're familiar with them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a, I have a handful of those, and I, I definitely wear them to the parks, and and they're they're pretty flashy and, and you know whatever. But um, yeah, that, that's about as far as I'll go, as far as like going all out or being flashy or anything like that. Just you know, you can still kind of sort of blend in a little bit without standing out too much. But uh, um, you know, you you still have a little bit of fun and, and really get into it. Um, I, I definitely find though that I do struggle to be super extroverted when when I'm at the parks. I, I don't know where that that where I fall in line to where I become a little bit more extroverted. Um, on your website, I saw that you had <laughs> information about alcohol. You called it liquid courage. I think that the more I drink, the more extroverted I get. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure that's a little bit of everyone to to some degree, I guess. That's true. Yes, I know. I yeah, it's either liquid courage or liquid extroversion um and and really it's just i mean i hope it doesn't make me sound or look like an alcoholic because i'm not but um i do feel like i if i can have one or two drinks then then i feel like i'm just a regular person you know it kind of puts me into that normal not quote-unquote normal state Mm -hmm. um whereas you know i don't think extroverts necessarily need that that first drink or two just to kind yeah. of settle in and be social. But for me, I, I, I do like that. So <laughs> I, I don't think that they realize how good they have it. Extroverts. You know, <laughs> I think they, they've got it pretty darn good. Um, yeah, that that's cool. Do you have a, a specific place that you, uh, I don't know, that you like to kind of sit down and have a drink and, and relax or, or go hide? I guess it could be any park really anywhere, but is there anywhere specifically that you can think of that's like a special spot for you that you, you prefer to go to? Uh, let's see if I have to narrow it down. I well, Nomad Lounge, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Nomad say, Lounge. Be a couple, is... but Nomad Lounge for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, that place. It just the whole the whole vibe of it. Um, I, I love sitting out on that on the patio, mm-hmm. um, and the music and just the atmosphere and and the drinks are great too. They they oh, have uh, a variety of of cocktails and and things. So yeah, Nomad is 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 the place to be for me. Um, I also do love uh, Baseline Tap House at Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, kind of the the vibe of that place and the, and the music is so unique. You just don't hear that music in any other parts of the of the park. But right, um, those two are, are are definitely up there on my list. Yeah, Nomad Lounge is is always high up on my list because it is a great place to just go and kind of 
bees. I mean, when when I first went there, Paige and I found felt like we found a secret. Like it really truly felt like I don't think anyone else knows about this place, you know, because we were like some of the only people on the patio and you see all these people walking by on the bridge and you're like, I think that I think that this might be a secret. And, and it it truly does feel like it when you're there, which I, I really, really like um, and and really, really do appreciate quite a bit. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. It's funny. I think the more I think about it, I'm, I'm almost wondering if like Animal Kingdom might be the quintessential introverts park. Starting to feel that way. A I can see bit, that, you know. Um, there's yeah, this, yeah, I can see that. There's a spot where if you're walking through Asia and you are heading away from uh, Expedition Everest, there's a spot where you can go off the main road and up on a hill and it's like it's not that it's 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 probably a lot shorter than it feels but there's you can bait it's like a little trail and you just kind of go up and you take this trail that goes up and over where everyone else is and um it's it's incredible like i actually didn't pass a single person when i went up there and like those those kind of things for me are the ideal scenario when i'm in a park is to try to find little places that no one else goes um and so i guess i asked you about you know like, like quiet places to drink and um do you have any other like sp specific spots that stick out to you that you're like and again i mean if you don't want to give away your secrets that's fine but is there anywhere that you're like man <laughs> this is i don't think a lot of people know about this and it feels really really good right that's that's funny because whenever i post about these spots everybody like dms me and says don't tell everybody i this is my spot yeah. but yeah it's okay we can all take turns i, I jokingly yeah. say that we'll all have a convention and we'll just two or three of us at a time we can handle that exactly. but um let's see i do so i talk about this one fairly often just because it's such a good one but uh in magic kingdom uh liberty square behind uh the ye old christmas shop i think is the mm. exact name of it there are some tables there but then right behind the building there are two benches pushed up against the wall yeah. and it's covered and shaded have you ever been back there i have been back there yeah okay you know it okay uh -huh. it's that's a good spot and it's it's always pretty quiet um i know occasionally they'll have you know character meet and greets back there but for the most part it's it's quiet it's shaded um so you you know, I don't have the sun or, or the rain. So it's a good one. Yeah, that is a really good spot. Um, I just sent you in our chat here. I just sent you a high res version of the animal kingdom map. And I will go ahead and I will put this in the show notes for people to listen to. Let me know when you see that map. Oh yeah, there we okay. go. So you see where, so you see Africa, right? 33. And then you follow the little trail down. You see how there's a little split off up there by the water. Yes, I have been on this path. Yes, that's that's the path that I'm talking about. And it's like this little it's just like this little tiny gem that you would never really think to look for unless you just kind of were looking to get a, around people quickly or to get away from all the madness. And that spot is truly a miracle that, it, that it's in there. Um, same with the jungle track. I kind of feel the same way about that one, but yeah, that, that little spot specifically is, uh, is the place to go for me when it, when it comes to, you know, getting away from the crowds and finding a little spot to kind of recuperate after being in the heat and the utter exhaustion that is animal. <laughs> exactly. That's a great one. Yeah. I love, yeah. Like you said, animal kingdom just has a lot of what's appear to be hidden pathways, but it's just mm -hmm. because there's so much foliage and everything around you but um you can really feel like you're the only only people in there sometimes depending it, on where you it's turn. the same thing with like tree of life right i feel like if you get out of it's tough to be a bug r.i.p um and then <laughs> you you know go you just don't rush out of it but you kind of just take your time and you hang around like the base of the tree there's so much to see and like that's kind of a popular place i think for um a lot of like photo uh, photo pass stuff, right? Where, where people kind of get their picture by the tree, but um, there are so many places by the, the, the tree of life where you can just kind of escape and, and disappear for a little while, um, which I just find to be an, an absolute delight. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really cool. I, 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 yeah, I think animal kingdom might I think they might be onto something over there <laughs> <laughs> and it's big that's enough awesome. to accommodate. Cause it's one of the largest, I think it might be the largest park out of all six of them. So 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's nice. I'm I'm very curious to see what will happen with with the whole Dino Land thing because that area has been nice and quiet for a while. So yeah, I mean, lose that. You would hope that it would det- it would kind of deter attention, but it it, it won't. Um, Dino Land is a shame, but it is a nice place to kind of kind of get out of the way. There's a little area back there where, um, kind of near like the world's largest pin truck um, in that area. Um, there's a little uh, kind of like a, a wooded area where you can meet like Dino Chip and Dale or whatever, um, and that's a really nice spot too. So yeah, that that'll be interesting for sure to see what happens with that because it is. Um, it's it's definitely not my favorite area. They do need to update it desperately, but um, sure. it is a nice little spot to kind of you know uh, take it take a minute. Um, well, cool. Well, do you have anything like else that you feel like as we kind of sort of wrap this up a little bit here? Do you have anything else specifically that you feel like you know people should know or or anything that you you think is important when it comes to like you know tackling parks as as an introvert? Good question. I think, yeah, I mean, I think we've covered some of the big things of, you know, finding places to recharge, um, quiet spots, dealing with the crowds. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't think of anything specific. I'm trying to uh, take a quick second here and think. All good. Um while you're thinking about it, I'm still looking through your website and some of the topics like audience participation attractions, um, acting like an extrovert, uh, introvert friendly attractions. That's, that's pretty good. Um, you know what that is? I, I'll pivot a little bit. What, what do you think is the best uh, introvert friendly attraction in, in your opinion? Ooh. Um... You know, I probably would go with People Mover. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it's that's just, good. it's just, it's relaxing, but also it's, it's just a way for you to kind of take in the whole Tomorrowland area. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and there's just something about even if you've been in the park multiple times, just kind of having this bird's eye view and seeing the space and seeing all the other people from a distance, it just kind of, I don't know, it's reassuring because you. Yeah. You feel like you're part of it, but you're not, and you know, you know, this is where this is, this is that. You know, you kind of know yeah. where you're at. Um, and it's also really nice to uh, you know, plan it around like sunset time or even during mm-hmm. the fireworks. That's a a unique way to see the fireworks and and not be in the crowd. So yeah, yeah, I think people mover is just that's the one for me. Um yeah. Cool. Uh, one of the final questions that I had is I also noticed, and I wanted to bring this up because um, uh, I, I did see it on your site I was, when I was doing research and stuff. You you have a section too about talking about going to Disney all by yourself, which um, I would love to hear your thoughts about that because I certainly have thoughts about it. And those are that it is wonderful. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely curious to hear like what your perspective is on that. You know, it's very difficult to do for people who go with their family for trips, but um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear what you have to say about that specifically. So, yeah, um, I think, you know, I think solo trips can work for most people, but I, I do think that they work the best if you're more independent, just kind of more mm-hmm. of a self-confident person. Uh, if you're used to running around town, running errands on your own and your day-to-day life, then I think a solo park visit won't it'll just come naturally to you. Yeah, yeah. But for some, I think it could be intimidating, um, not even just the travel aspect, getting, you know, navigating the airports and getting to the parks, but then being inside the parks uh, by yourself. But, but there are quite a few, you know, solo travelers at, at Disney parks. So it's not as if you're going to be the only one. So I think that makes it easier too. You're not going to be that one random weird yeah. dude by yourself <laughs> necessarily, but yeah. um but yeah, I think I think it for me. I've done it a few times, um, and it's it's a little awkward. It's a little weird at first, but then uh, once you get the hang of it and you realize kind of the freedom that you have, then then it's actually pretty nice. <laughs> I, I've spent one day in a park by myself, and it was uh, it was pretty great. Um, 
obviously mm-hmm. the best trips from here with my family. I love being there with my wife and, and going with my daughter was just like next level. Um, it was unbelievable how fun it was to go with the toddler. Um, but yeah, I've had the experience to do it one time and it was, it was great. I mean, you just walk on to whatever and, and kind of, you know, just sort of do whatever you need to do. Um, my dream is that I would love to be dropped off at Disney for like a week um, by myself. And I would like to just photograph the park for a week. I mean, that would be like a total dream. I don't have to get paid. Um, Disney could have the rights to all the photos if they want them. I just would love to do it for the fun of it. Um, that that sounds like an ideal trip to me. Um, I don't know if that'll ever happen, <laughs> but <laughs> if I could ever swing it, man, I, that would be that'd be the way to go for sure. That would be nice. Yeah, it's solo trips are are nice too if you can just just walk around and take it all in. Maybe you don't even do a whole lot of rides. You don't. You just kind of walk at a leisurely pace and and yep. stop when you see something interesting. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, all right. I, I am going to conclude with one one final simple question. Um, what is your favorite Disney ride if you have one? Tough question. Sorry, I keep hitting you with these hard ones. I, I apologize. No, you're good. I have a hard time narrowing things down. I mm. I, I don't like to play favorites, but that's okay. Um goodness, it would probably be Spaceship Earth. Um, it's just, I remember my very first visit to Epcot. I, I didn't realize there was even a a ride or attraction inside of that. I I was the, I was the exact same way. I I had no idea until I went there for the first time. So yeah, I was just blown away that there was all of this inside this, Mm -hmm. the structure and, and, and I do like the educational element. Uh, I'm curious to see if, you know, well, talks of that have kind of gone away but i'm curious to see how they change that but i i do like the, kind of the history and the communication um, aspect of learning about that right. um, and then kind of that whole building your future at the end it's just kind of that interactive element too is just yeah it's fun that's cool uh the animatronics and that creeped me out and uh we got <laughs> stuck one time for like it had to have been like 10, 10 minutes minimum right in the scene with Michelangelo and like the, you know, it was just, it, it made me very uncomfortable. Um, but it is a great <laughs> ride. I, I like it a lot. It's always a short queue. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's a good one to be sure. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on our show and chatting with me. Um, it, it was really great to have you. And when I discovered your account, I was like, I need to talk to, I need to talk to this person pronto. Cause I, I felt like you had a, a lot of interesting <laughs> things to say. And indeed you did. Um, I would love to, uh, if, if you could just to let people know where to find you and uh, what promote, whatever. I mean, you know, your, your website, your Instagram, we'd love to hear where, where people can find you and follow along. Well, sure. Thanks for having me. This has been a lot of fun. It's good to, chat with a fellow fellow dintrovert mm. um, but yeah so <laughs> you can <laughs> yeah uh, so you can find uh, dintroverts.com is the website um, i do try to keep that updated and then um, most active on instagram the same as at dintroverts just the letter d in front of introverts awesome well thank you again so much um, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show and uh, i look forward to um, continuing on uh, following along with your adventures and everything you got going on. So thanks so much. Yeah, no, thank you. This has been good. Okay, everyone. Well, that is going to do it for us. Thank you again, all of you so much for listening and supporting the show. Uh, you can continue to do so by leaving us a kind rating and review on Apple podcast. That goes a long way. And we, we really do appreciate it a lot. And finally, we want to say thank you to our incredible sponsor, Neo Sabers and Deep Cut. You can get 10% off your first order with both of these incredible businesses using the code TPA10 at checkout. All their links are going to be in our show notes. Again, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you, and we will catch you next time. Mm-hmm.